the fan. It's time for Packers preview again. Talking about the pack on KFAN. The Super Bowl, we're gonna win again. According to your host, David Sinekin. We'll win on the road. We'll win at home. We'll even win in the... U.S. Bank Stadium. Mike's fans can call if you've got the balls. The Packers Preview Show. Time now for year 26 of Packer Preview, presented by Hudson Ford. Now, from the KFAN studios, here's the head cheese himself, Dave Sinekin. Good morning, Packer fans. Rise and shine. It's the week 14 edition of Packer Preview on the Sports Leader and the home of the Vikings, the fan, the fan radio network, iHeartRadio. Great to be back with you at this new and improved later hour to get you set for the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Packers and Bears, primetime as usual tonight, and uh, we'll break it down over this next hour in this 8 o'clock time slot is ours now for as long as the Pack plays. Uh, we will be on at 8 o'clock or via podcast whenever you wake up. It, it works both ways. Uh, it's been a while. Got through the bye week. It looks like we're about as healthy as we can be, although the, the oft uh, longtime injured players are still on the shelf. We'll talk about that. But otherwise, a rather healthy team returns to Lambeau Field for the home stretch where three of the final five are at home. We've got three division games, one against each foe, two AFC North games, and then the playoffs, which the Packers are 99% assured of qualifying for. But first, it's our oldest rival. Maybe not our most bitter rival of the last uh, couple decades, but certainly the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Game number 204 in this uh, series. Packers with the edge, 102-95. to There have been six ties. We know the domination ever since Brett Favre took over. It's been a one-sided affair. And <laughs> over the last 23 games, as you probably know, the Packers are 20-3 and against the Chicago Bears. And and oddly enough, this is the 10th time in the last 11 years that the Packers-Bears game at Lambeau Field has been a primetime game. I, I find that just a little surprising because typically it's been a one-sided affair and the games are usually more one-sided at Lambeau. You'd think maybe some of those primetime games would be at Soldier Field. And there have been a couple, but man, 10 of the last 11 years, the uh, game at Lambeau has been in prime time. I went to the one loss in recent years, the 2015 Thanksgiving night game. That was the Brett Favre celebration night where uh, the Bears kind of ruined the party. Uh, but typically, with number 12 behind center, things have gone the Packers' way. Rodgers, 22-5 and five, uh, all time. That's why we heard the I still own you, I still own you, which he directed at the fans who were flipping him the bird. Uh, the players probably didn't take too kindly. They can try to do something about it tonight. But the truth hurts. Uh, Rodgers has owned... Uh, the Bears to a historic degree. His 105.9 passer rating against the Bears is the number one passer rating in history uh, for a quarterback against the Chicago Bears. In the last three meetings, uh, he has thrown for multiple touchdowns and a 125 or better passer rating. And all in all, 57 touchdown passes in his uh, 27 games. Of course, he didn't finish one of those games, got hurt early. Uh, we'll take the L for that one. So really, 22-4 and four against the Bears in games that he has started and Finished, And the good news for Rodgers was he actually practiced Friday for the first time at all since week nine. Now limited, still got the toe issue, didn't uh, opt for surgery during the bye. Although he talked about maybe even having it this past week and being able to play. 
Uh, but the pinky toe is still sore. It's probably something that will be around all season. We just hope it doesn't get much worse and doesn't cost him any time and certainly hope he gets through the game tonight because Jordan Love is on the COVID list and your backup quarterback for the pack tonight is the Twitter-friendly Kurt Benkert, uh, who is very excited to be in uniform for the first time in like 1,200 days on an NFL roster. Uh, he finally gets to wear a uniform on game day, and let's hope he's got a clipboard and a visor, and that's uh, all we see from Mr. Benkert on the sidelines. All right, let's talk about the health of this team. Uh, the most significant injury coming out of that Rams win was the Randall Cobb groin injury after a terrific first half. I think he was four for 95, still a red zone target, a third down target. Uh, we were told groin injury. We learned this week he had core surgery. Uh, never a good sign uh, to have surgery there at this point in the season. He was placed on injured reserve yesterday. Just a another disappointing loss for this offense after losing Robert Tunyon and the issues at receiver. Now it's um, it's Cobb's turn. He showed himself on Instagram over the last couple of days working out pretty hard a week or so after surgery. So the hope is you get him back for the playoffs. I have no idea yet how realistic that is. We know he's on IR. We know that means he's out for the next three. That means he's eligible for the Viking game on January 2nd. But, um, you know, he's 31. That's a pretty invasive surgery, uh, and it, it takes time to heal. So we'll cross our fingers that number 18 is back for the playoffs. He certainly was a, a big part of this offense in the return via trade, and you just you hate to lose him, as especially against the Bears, the great moments he's had against Chicago over the years. Uh, Green Bay can obviously make do. They've got a, a deep receiving core, but those talents you know that, that Cobb brings you, the comfort that Rodgers has in knowing where to be, that's why he was such a big factor uh, on third downs. He had um, converted 12 third downs for the pack, uh, in comparison, Lazard and MVS combined have just um, converted nine third downs over the season in 21 attempts. So he loses a nice security blanket. When asked this week if rookie Amari Rogers might get some snaps, Coach Matt LaFleur said, yeah, um, probably not so much. Um, we'll probably put Equinemius St. Brown in there, give Devontae some time in the slot, um, let Lazard get some action. So they're not yet comfortable with the rookie in big moments. And maybe we will see more Amari Rodgers, but it sounds like this is more of a redshirt season uh, for Rodgers, although with Cobb's injury, they had put him back as a punt returner a little bit. Of course, he muffed that punt, but um, sounds like Rodgers will be back as punt returner. Um, one of the few things we can be concerned about in the stretch run is the Packers' return game, certainly the kicking game. Special teams, the biggest concern, losing Cobb, just a small part of that. Uh, when they placed Cobb on IR, they activated Devondre Campbell from the COVID list, so he's good to go tonight. Uh, certainly a, a big sign for a Bears team that's going to want to run the ball with David Montgomery back. Uh, the Packers will have their defensive leader back on the field as he dealt with COVID over the bye. Uh, still no Jair Alexander, although he returned to the practice field this week. I'm sure you saw that. Uh, just great to see number 23 in uniform and on the field again, did individual stuff, get inching closer and closer. I, you know, I don't... We're not going to see him tonight, obviously. I don't think we'll see him next week necessarily um, against Baltimore, but maybe that Christmas Day game against Cleveland uh, will get Jair Alexander back. Still no word on Bakhtiari uh, and uh, Zadarius Smith. Both those guys are off IR. They're on the roster, but um, not practicing yet. So still going to be some time for both of them. Otherwise, uh, the Packers are healthy coming into tonight. That's what you'd like to see after a bye week. Um, maybe touch briefly on the Rams game because we haven't talked since then. Man, what a great performance by the offensive line against that defense. That 
obviously stood out and was huge uh, to see the Packers just dominate up front with uh, that makeshift offensive line. Great job by Yash Nyman at left tackle. Uh, the young guards did a, a really nice, solid job. Billy Turner, as usual, uh, they kept Rodgers uh, safe and vertical and allowed the offense to do what they wanted to do, and that was run the football. And they committed to the run, was it 30 carries between the two guys? I mean, just exactly what I'd hope to see. Don't give up on the run. Just pound the ball at the Rams. That's not what they like. And uh, and Green Bay just dominated that team really from start to finish in, in a game I was obviously much concerned about. I picked the Packers to lose that game. And um, from the start, it looked pretty clear that, that Green Bay was in control. A very nice statement win over the L.A. Rams. A huge game, obviously, and when it comes to playoff implications and seeding. And, uh, and they got the job done. So, uh, all in all, um, a solid game. I think the only real problem for me in that game was seeing the defense giving up those explosive plays. Something they've been pretty good at this season. Uh, but they let OBJ get behind him. They let Van Jefferson get behind him. Uh, they did give up some big-time big plays. I think the Bears are going to hope to follow that script uh, as well tonight. We'll talk about the Bears' offense and uh, what they'll uh, problems they might present as they got healthy and they've got uh, all their big guns back, if you want to call Bears weapons big guns. That might be a bit of a stretch. Um, as far as the Bears' health, a big uh, item yesterday, a surprising item that uh, their big run stuffer, Akeem Hicks, will miss this game with an ankle injury. He was trending toward playing. He practiced all week. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, and then he was a full participant on Friday. So I was very much expecting Akeem Hicks to be back in there making life difficult for the Packers running game, but he was ruled out yesterday. That is a big loss for that Bears defense that's already without Khalil Mack. Otherwise, they're healthy. They do not have Andy Dalton, the backup quarterback. He's doubtful, as is uh, receiver Marquise Goodwin, uh, who's not really one of their main starters. So um, from a health standpoint, both these teams coming in uh, pretty healthy. The big story is the return of Justin Fields, uh, who did play against the Pack, as you'll recall, in the first meeting. And, um, you know, it was hit or miss. It was early. He hadn't played a whole lot. He certainly looked better since then. Now, he's missed the last two games. um, But the last time we saw Justin Fields, as you may recall, he almost engineered a really nice comeback against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You could argue the officials really cost the Bears that game. I was really impressed, and if you saw the game, you had to be, uh, by how well Justin Fields played. Uh, just the development week to week is noticeable, and um, and he was terrific. He threw for almost 300 yards. He ran for 45 yards, and um, he is going to be a good player for this team for a long time. But he's still figuring things out. This is a big spot for him. That Steelers game was in prime time. This one, of course, as well. And he will get back uh, two very key elements to the Bears' offense. Running back David Montgomery is back. Montgomery missed the Packers' first meeting. He is back now and you know adds a lot to that running game. We've seen David Montgomery have productive days against us. Packers' defense knows that, that he's a nice weapon. And linebacker Chris Barnes talked about it earlier this week. Uh, yeah, he's a key uh, key piece for them. Um, you know, they may miss him for you know the beginning the beginning portion of the season, and when we first play them. Uh, but now that he's back, you could you could tell that he's ready to go. He's feeling good. He's feeling healthy. Um, watching the film, he's a very you know very good back. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good one-two punch that they have over there with him and um, the, other, the other back. He's a he's an elite player, like like I keep saying. So um, we'll, we'll stick to our game plan. Continue to do what we got to do. Um, fly around, but we 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 definitely have our eyes on him. Yeah, so Montgomery back uh, to handle the running back duties for the Bears. Also back is wide receiver Allen Robinson, who did play in the first meeting against the Pack, but he's been out for a few weeks dealing with a hamstring injury. It's been a disappointing season for Allen Robinson, who's probably still kicking himself for signing with the Bears when he was a free agent 
a few years ago. I think he's going to be a free agent again. And whether he gets some chemistry with Fields together and decides to stick around or or gets out of Dodge, probably the last four or five weeks will uh, depend on what he decides to do with his future. But he's back on the field along with Darnell Mooney, their deep threat. Uh, they've got a, a pretty solid pair of receivers there. And Jimmy Graham, the former Packer tight end, has actually scored the last two Bears games. So he's out there and certainly would love to score again against the Pack, given that opportunity. Of course, where the Bears' offense really struggles is up front. Their offensive line is horrendous. They've given up the second-most sacks in the NFL. Um, you know, with Fields, he's a little more, bit more mobile. He can run out of sacks a little bit. Uh, he's certainly dangerous with his legs. But Green Bay should uh, have opportunities to confuse Justin Fields, to get him on the ground, um, taking advantage of an offensive line that has just been below average. And the Bears' offense has been below average all season. But getting Montgomery back, having Robinson back, playing in prime time in December, those are all things that will get them juiced up. Um, They've had success in Green Bay, not recently, but as I mentioned in 2015. um, It's a a huge challenge, obviously, for the Chicago Bears offense. And for the Packers' D, you know, man, still no Jair, but how about Rasul Douglas in the game he played against the Rams? And where would this defense be if Goody and his staff had not plucked him off the Cardinals practice squad. He has been a revelation at cornerback, uh, allowing the Packers not to have to rely on Kevin King as much with Stokes and Douglas on the outside. You know, they might be interested in moving Jair inside when he comes back and play some slot, especially against teams with really good slot receivers. That'll be interesting to see what they do with Jair uh, if and when he comes back. And we certainly uh, are expecting and hoping that we'll get Jair back and having him on the practice field is obviously uh, a really good sign as far as that goes. Um, all right, let's break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to welcome our favorite Bears rube, Lavelle E. Neal III, uh, give his thoughts on his favorite team. We'll still talk about the Bears' defense and the problems they might pose against the Pack's offense. We'll look at the remaining schedules for the Pack and the Cardinals. And, of course, we'll take your calls later in the program as well. This is Packer Preview on the Fan. I love my Green Bay Packer. Yeah. Packer Preview is brought to you by JTR Roofing and Hudson Ford. How many times must we take this disgrace? Another Bears fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers are the greatest team to ever play the game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame. Could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky Pig was as big a ham. They got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. 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 They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the Bears still it's timeless. It it never becomes passe. It's always relevant. And we've been playing it for 26 years and counting. Yes, the Bears still suck as we bring in our favorite Chicago's Bears fan who's probably singing along. Lavelle E. Neal, the third Star Tribune columnist. And uh, south side of Chicago is where he's from. Lavelle, appreciate it. I know that's your ringtone. It gets old for you, but I played that for you. How are you, buddy? Uh, yeah, like I really appreciate it. I'm doing well. I hope things well with you. Who the hell is your producer? Is he a Packer fan too? Uh, he was named after Brett Favre. It's Brett Blakemore, senior producer. Brett Blakemore. Good grief! He like, so how do you feel about the game today? 
Well, you're just making small talk. You're joining us on a Sunday morning. We appreciate that. We're almost, uh, what, 11 hours from kickoff. Does it bug you that this game is in prime time every year? Yeah, um, they had a chance to flex this game out of that spot to someone else. But I think, because the game I want to would rather watch is the Bills and the Buccaneers. But I think those teams already used up their number of primetime games. Primetime appearances. That's so, correct. Um they're stuck with this, and either way, they're still going to get great ratings because you know Chicago fans are morbid and sadistic, so they're going to tune in to see how bad it can possibly get. And Packer fans are elitist and pompous and smug, and they're all going to tune in to see their 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 team stroll to victory. So they'll still get great they'll still get great um, great ratings, and Rogers will either say or do something to either spur another commercial endorsement or to just rub more sand in there, more um, salt in the wounds of the Bears fan. If you are ever lucky enough to get 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play in Chicago, which I know at this point you'd probably settle for one, but if you're ever able to get 30, you have my permission to be pompous and smug as well. It, it's hard not to be when you get to watch these guys play week in and week out, and uh, and obviously your, your squad is not... Uh, well, you had Sid Luckman, uh, so we can go back to that era. I, I'm, I wasn't alive, you weren't alive, but we hear you. Um, last time we saw Justin Fields, though, he was very impressive against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as I said earlier, if not for some very questionable officiating, he might have engineered a comeback for the ages against Pittsburgh. Now he's back after the injury. Yeah, the ratings will be good tonight because it's Packers, Bears, and there's fans of those teams everywhere. But the casual fan is going to want to see Justin Fields again and see what he can do uh, on you know the kind of you know Lambeau Field situation with the fans, the loud, the tradition, all that stuff. So how curious are you to, to finally get this guy back on the field again and see him follow up that Pittsburgh game? I think that's the only reason Bear fans are watching or following the team right now. It's yeah. the only reason that people are going to show up to Allery's tonight <laughs> uh, to watch the game is to see Justin Fields continue to develop. Um, it was very encouraging what he did against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and um, that's why I thought the Vikings would have no problems with Pittsburgh uh, last week because you can throw on that secondary. And if Justin Fields could do it, I figure Kirk Cousins, you know, would be able to light up just the the uh the Steelers secondary, but and he did for a half and then there was disaster in the second half mm-hmm. and an nail biter. But um yeah, it's hard to watch the Bears run by Andy Dalton. And you know, fortunately I was covering the Bears I mean the Vikings game last week um and did not um did not have to watch Andy Dalton throw four picks against the Cardinals. So <laughs> so that's pretty disgusting. Dalton will not play today. He's got some sort of hand injury. So actually, Nick Foles is the backup to Fields if something happens to Fields, and which is entirely possible with the state of the Bears' offensive line. And Fields just not at times not being aware of where the pressure is coming from, and just getting absolutely clobbered. And uh, it's it's one thing that frightens me as a Bears fan watching Fields play that whenever he gets hit, he falls to the ground like he has just been shot and yeah. he's dead. I mean, he, he looks cooler lying out on the turf than Prince did at the end of Under the Cherry Moon. You know, and, and it's just been one week. There's always one bad hit a week uh, because um, Fields can't pick up the pressure. It doesn't know where it's coming from or the running backs don't pick it up. Or Jason Peters is just terrible at left tackle. And, and if he's not committing a false start to try to get in his pass-protecting uh, pass stance, um, he's getting beat uh, on the edge. So. Um, it's going to be. That's the one thing I'm really worried about the most of this game is that uh, Fields' head's going to be spinning 
you know, just because some of the pressure he's going to see from Green Bay. Well, if the offensive line is is that bad, maybe you guys could use your number one draft pick on a lineman next year. Yeah, well, we've tried that before, and uh, there's, a, there's some people believe that's that's wishful thinking, spending high picks on on, on linemen and putting them in the in the lineup right away. That uh, you need veteran guys who get some who have some seasoning. They help make the offensive line gel and. You know, the Bears, the weird thing about this draft, Pace, Brian Pace not, may be around after this year, but he may come out of this draft with Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert, and, and a pair of starting tackles, and Larry Borum and, um, and Jenkins. Um, Jenkins is going to play some today. Borum's been starting at right tackle. I really I think they're going to try him at left tackle next year and have uh, Tevin Jenkins play right tackle where he's played most of his career at Oklahoma. Let's see how that works. Um, you know, Jason Peters has been good against the run. Um, it's pretty amazing for a 39-year-old that he still can be effective. But uh, when he's in pass protection, the, the, he's got problems keeping up with the quick edge rushers, and it's been rather disastrous. Um, the only way the Bears are going to move the ball consistently, you know, is with the, if they can get the running game going. Montgomery's back after recovering from an injury, and Tula Herbert has shown that he's not a bad um, backup running back, and could carry the load if uh, Montgomery's not around. So there's a running game there, and um, I, I I wish the Bears had more imagination with their offense to get Fields out in the open with running, mm-hmm. borrowing some pages from the um, Lamar Jackson playbook. I think that would help things as well and keep defenses on their toes, but we haven't seen a lot of that. It's like Nagy's creativity has like, decreased each year since he's taken over from the Bears. He used to have these funky plays called Santa Slay, and he's crazy two-point conversion plays where they're handing off three times where Trubisky runs it in. And it was fun. It was it was entertaining, and it worked. But uh, we haven't seen a lot of that the last couple of years from Nagy. He's got a quarterback that you should be creative with. So that's just something I've been scratching my head with. We're watching the progress of this offense, and hopefully next year we'll have different people at the controls here trying to steer this kid in the right direction. Well, I'll follow up on that in a second. I, I was taking a shot because you guys don't have a number one draft pick in the draft next year. So you, oh, I see where you're going so you with can't that. Address well, your offensive you line in the first round. Well, Cindy, you have to understand the Bears use draft picks to get Rick Meyer. The Bears use draft picks to get Jay Cutler. The Bears use draft picks to get Jay Cutler, and now they're using draft picks to get Justin Fields. And you could throw Khalil Mack there, although Khalil Mack's not a quarterback. Yeah, so, you meant Trubisky we, as well, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we have we have we are conditioned to watching the Bears trade first-round draft picks here have and not get much return. Understood. Um, so you're looking at next year, and you know Matt Nagy will not be back, and whether Ryan Pace is back is also in question. Are you starting to look at our – obviously they have to bring in offensive-minded coach to turn Justin Fields into what they expect Justin Fields to be. Have you begun the process of sniffing around the, uh, you know, Kellen Moore in Dallas or Brian Dable in Buffalo? Are there any names in your wish list right now as you look ahead to next season? Well, you know, it's been weird because there's been some interesting rumors floating out there lately. Um, last week, there was a rumor about Leslie Frazier coming over to Buffalo and bringing the offensive coordinator with him. I'm like, I don't think the Buffalo's going to let that guy go Yeah. Um, if, just to make a lateral move. And, and if you're going to bring Frazier back, okay, you know, give him a second chance as a head coach. That really doesn't bother me, although some Bears fans would be up in arms over that. It really would determine. It really would depend on who the offensive coordinator would be, and how much leeway he would have. So those would, those would be two interesting hires. Um, the one that popped up a couple of days ago is that former Dolphins GM Jeff Ireland is like sniffing around the job and expressing 
some sort of interest that if they decide to move on from Pace, he wants to be the guy. So in Ireland, used to live in the Chicago area. He was a ball boy for the Bears. He got started in scouting uh, thanks to a scout on the Bears staff. So I think he views this as like his his big chance to to uh, run an organization in a city that he likes. So um, and, and then of course he would have power and authority to hire the head coach if that happens. But it seems like the McCaskies like Ryan Pace for some reason. Um, I don't know if he's like making money for him on on the side, but uh, his drafts and his trades have been kind of you know head scratching. Although I will say once again I'll say. This draft could be end up being a decent draft if you get four guys who end up being starters out of it, including Justin Fields. Um, I wish the Bears would hire a god of football who would hire a GM and then and then oversee the hiring of a coach. I think uh, that person could report to Ed McCaskey directly and get Ted Phillips out of the picture. Ted Phillips is a business guy. I think he's McCaskey's boy, so I think McCaskey brings him in on decisions. Um, uh, on a personnel standpoint, which Ted Phillips is, should not be allowed to do because he's more of a business guy. He should be working on the move to Arlington Heights and maximizing the, the retail possibilities mm-hmm. of that location instead of making comments or having input on football decisions. So I'm kind of wishing they could find a guy to be like a president of uh, player personnel, like I call him, God of football, right. and, and pull the strings on a GM and a coach. Uh, talk about Lavelli Neal the third. Let's close with this. Um, Noah Keem Hicks tonight, which was a bit of a surprise. We know Mac yep. Mac is out um, defensively. Uh, you know you've got to try to hold this Packer team to twenty four under to have a chance. Uh, do you have any hopes? I mean, this is a twelve point spread. Packers are expected to win this game comfortably, but it's you know rivalry, division, prime. You know all those weird things can happen. What's the recipe? Uh, where at 10 o'clock tonight there is still interest that this game could go either way. What has to happen for your favorite team to make this game interesting at about 10 o'clock tonight? Um, they got to run the ball effectively. Uh, they got to they got to limit turnovers offensively. Defensively, they got to get after Rogers somehow. Um, Robert Quinn has 12 sacks, by the way, and is actually having a really good season. Yep. Um, Roquan Smith should be uh, a Pro Bowler this year. He's been playing that well. We have one good corner in Jalen Johnson. Um, the problem is Sean Desai is the first-year defensive coordinator, and it's like once a week. It's not just like a mistake, but it's just like some horrible defensive breakdown that just leads to people being wide open in secondary. And that has continued throughout the season, and it's really taken me off. But part of the reason is because we had Kendall Vildor starting at one of the corner spots opposite Jalen Johnson. And he got benched uh, a couple weeks ago for Artie Burns. So I don't know if you remember the um, the uh, Hollow Notes song "Open All Night." Uh, no, uh, PA does. I don't. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what the that's what the that corner spot has been for the Bears. Hmm. Whoever is manned between Vildor and Burns, uh, other teams have just gone at that position and have, and have been able to benefit from it. So I, I here here here, Tinny, I have I have tried to limit my selections of Packers on my fancy teams throughout my fancy football playing career. I think I had Randall Cobb during his prime one year. But other than that, it's been like picking up Mason Crosby for a week when my regular kicker's on a bye. This is why you never win. I picked up Valdez Scantling today, and I'm starting him against the Bears because I need to win to make the playoffs in my league. (laughs) That's how I feel about this possibility of the Bears 
slowing down Rodgers in the passing game. Well, I can speak for virtually everybody listening right now. We all hope you win your playoff game because of number 83. So I think that was a shrewd move by you. Um, <laughs> uh, appreciate you being a good sport. Always fun to talk Packers Bears with you. Hopefully for you at some point this week come a competitive series. But in the meantime, uh, we'll enjoy this run because I grew up in the 70s and 80s when we never beat the Bears, so I'm I'm still enjoying this quite a bit. I remember those years. I'm sure you do. Thanks, Lavelle. Appreciate it, buddy. Bear down. Lavelle, E. Neal III, Star Tribune columnist. You can read his column every Sunday in the Star Tribune, and we appreciate him giving us a few minutes of his time. We'll come back. We'll take your calls. We'll look at that Bears defense and the problems they may cause for Aaron and the Packers offense and what Green Bay needs to do to make it a 10-3 and season heading into Baltimore next Sunday. Packer preview returns right after these. And all the land are Packer fans. And it's a Packer fan I- on the fan. Packer previews brought to you by Hudson Ford. tonight the bears are in town for meeting number 204 as the pack look to inch closer to the playoffs they can actually clinch a playoff spot if the saints and 49ers lose today and the packers win tonight but uh, all good things come to those who wait if uh, not tonight uh, the packers will clinch a playoff uh, spot very soon the packers are undefeated in the month of december with Matt LaFleur as head coach, and the Packers are undefeated against the Chicago Bears with Matt LaFleur as head coach. And uh, we all hope and expect that trend to continue tonight. It begins when the Packers have the football with running the football down the Bears' throats. That is the key to uh, the Green Bay success the rest of the way, that uh, thunder and lightning combo of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon uh, should have their way. With no Akeem Hicks, no Khalil Mack, uh, the Bears' run defense has been terrible this year, ranking in the bottom fourth of the league all season with or without Akeem Hicks. And um, you know, whether it's Jones, whether it's Dylan, um, the game script kind of plays itself out. And Matt LaFleur, kind of under the weather this week, talked about how he uses his two electric running backs. I think that's the challenge each and every week. It, it, the bottom line is you, you got to find a way to win the game, whether it's throwing it 40 times or running it 40 times. But certainly... When you have two backs like that, that are uh, that can do it either in the run game or the pass game, you want to get both of those guys the the necessary amount of touches. So I think that's always a challenge that we we face each and every week is just trying to get those guys involved in, in really both phases of the game. Yeah, I'm really curious to watch both of them tonight. I have a feeling it's an Aaron Jones night. It's it's been a long time coming, and I don't know if he's 100 percent. With the knee, he certainly didn't look it against the Rams. They were very careful. But now, two weeks later, I just get the feeling it is. The Bears have done a good job against Aaron Jones 
uh, throughout their history. He averages just 55 yards on the ground a game against Chicago. And when Aaron Jones either doesn't play or rushes for 55 yards or less, the Packers are just 2-6. and six. So um, a good script, a good formula is Aaron Rodgers getting his, and Green Bay wins those games. Both those guys should get plenty of opportunities tonight. And obviously if the run game is working early, that opens up everything for Aaron Rodgers in the passing game. Bears have been very slow starting uh, this season in the first quarter. In fact, that first quarter touchdown against the Pack back in Week 6 that Khalil Herbert ran in, that's the last time they've scored a first quarter touchdown. They've scored just three points in the first quarter since that Game 6 first quarter touchdown against the Pack. So if Green Bay can get some points up early, get the Bears behind, that obviously changes how uh, Chicago needs to play offensively, puts more pressure on Justin Fields, and the pass rush comes into play. So a good start is essential. It's expected against this team, and Green Bay's not been the fastest starting team all season. It's something we've gotten used to in past years, um, but that would certainly be a recipe tonight uh, because you don't expect Chicago to come out uh, throwing it down the field. They're going to really try to get David Montgomery going, maybe sprinkle in some Herbert uh, and see if they can make any way against the Packers' run defense. Obviously, their thought is control the clock, keep Rodgers off the field, and um, tire out the Packers' defense and try to stay in this game as long as possible. Uh, we'll talk more about some of the uh, studs on that Bears defense in just a moment, but let's get to some phone calls. Uh, I always appreciate you guys holding uh, for as long as you do. Uh, we'll start in the order we got them with our good buddy, old Southside guy. Good morning, sir. Davey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Davey, uh, I had to check my radio dial this morning. I thought I, I thought for a while there I was listening to WGN in Chicago with the uh, Bear Preview with Lavelle, but uh, we love Lavelle. That's fine. Um, Davey, um, I, need a, I need to get the Packers going. I need a sports fix here because after watching live, the Timberwolves take a beating three straight games that they weren't even in, and my Wisconsin Badgers getting pummeled yesterday. I need the Pack to come flying out and get me back on a uh, sports high here. And, Davey, the things I'm concerned about with the pack, two things. Number one, we talk about this every week, special teams, okay? Special teams giving up big plays can get uh, our opponent back in the game in a hurry, even though there's games we dominate. And the other thing is, even though Douglas and Stokes have been solid at the corners, they have a tendency to give up the big play. And just like on special teams, Big plays can get your opponent back into a game in a hurry. So hopefully we see improvements there. And come on, Pack, get me back on my sports high. Go, Pack, go. Thanks, Southside. Well, here come the Bears to help out for sure, because obviously we know how that series has gone of late. I think your concerns are valid. I was asked a week or two ago on a, a Des Moines station that I joined weekly, you know, what are your concerns about your team? And, you know, your head immediately goes to special teams. I mean, the offense has been really good. You know, there's been problems maybe in the red zone a little bit with the efficiency offensively, and you know the defense has given up some big plays of late, something they've been good at uh, throughout the year. But as we talked about earlier, the Rams uh, found ways, and they're a good offense, but they took the uh, thing over the top a couple times against the Packers' D. But, yeah, it's when you muff a punt. You know, after a defense gets a nice stop, you know, you muff a punt, and then here you're putting them right back in business again. So definitely concerned about that. I think the special teams coverage units have been really good. I'm um, knocking on wood as I say it, but they've done a nice job of corralling returners. It's our own returners that have done absolutely nothing 
And we all just kind of hope now that Amari Rogers raises his hand and just catches the ball. Anything he gets is a bonus. Just hold on to the football and let the offense do its thing. And then there's Mason Crosby, right? I mean, you're going to get some close games. you got to go to Baltimore next week. That should be a close game. Uh, you don't want to worry about it being a kicking competition. Certainly against Baltimore, you're going to come up short in that department anyway. But you just hope that Crosby's kind of gotten through his thing. He's feeling better about his holder and his long snapper, and we're not holding our breath uh, every time he gets out on the field. But otherwise, not a whole lot of concern, I don't think. Uh, this team at 9-3 and three is the only team in the NFL to get off to 9-3 and three starts the last three seasons. They've ran the, they ran the table the last two years after that 9-3 and three start. And when these last five games, you know, next week's a little tricky, but I think it's a good matchup for Green Bay. Uh, there's certainly a chance to win these last five. And if they do, uh, I do think Green Bay grabs the number one seed in the NFC. I don't think Arizona's going to run the table. Uh, they got a tough game tomorrow night at home against the Rams. They're only favored by a couple points. They blew them out the first time up in L.A. I think L.A. is going to play them tough. That's going to be a tough game for Arizona. Then they go to Detroit. Okay, then they're home against Indy. Uh, that's tricky. Indy can beat anybody at any given day. And then they have to go to Dallas in week uh, 17. And that's the one, right? That's the one that you think Dallas should be able to take care of Arizona at home. And they close at home against Seattle. But, you know, one more loss and Green Bay runs the table. Uh, the Packers are the number one seed once again uh, in the NFC. To Maple Grove we go. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. How are you feeling this morning? Great, thanks. Having a Hate waiting another 10 hours for football, but it is what it is. I'm going to talk a little about our defense on the kind of the athletic running type quarterbacks. Because we've really done a nice job on that this year. You know, we played Murray, we played um, a couple others that have done a really good job in that. It looks to me like we've done a, basically, Joe Barry has done a good job keeping those guys in the pocket. Is that what something we're going to have to do tonight? And if so, how do we do it? I'll go ahead and give my prediction. It's a 31-7 victory that's closer than the final score. We go ahead in the fourth quarter. <laughs> 31-7. All right. Thanks, Dave. Um, I, I am a little concerned about Justin Fields' legs. This is a game where the Bears, you know, they do whatever they can to try to stay in this game. They're going to throw out some weird stuff, and they're going to try whatever they can. And, and I think Fields has proven, you know, he's not a guy that's going to be Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. That's not his thing. He's not just a running quarterback at all. But he has the ability when he needs to. And he ran for, I think, 45 yards on eight carries against the Steelers. He had a couple decent runs against Green Bay. But you're right. The Packers now have fast, athletic linebackers that can really, uh, we'll see it next week, right? I mean, you got to play Lamar Jackson next week. So the ultimate test is next Sunday. But Devondre Campbell, Chris Barnes, those guys are so much more athletic than what Green Bay's trotted out at the linebacker position in recent years. And I, you know, I feel good that for the most part, they can contain running quarterbacks. And as I said, we'll get tested tonight a bit. We'll get tested a lot next week, and we'll see if they are up for the challenge. But certainly the Packers' defense better equipped now than in recent years to handle uh, athletic quarterbacks that can you know, take busted plays and make uh, magic out of them. And I think, I think Justin Fields will probably burn the pack a couple times with his legs tonight. But uh, as long as it doesn't become a pattern, I think, uh, I think we're okay. To Shakopee next, good morning, Dave. Good morning. I'm ready for some football, but like Dave from Maple Grove says, I got some time to I got some time to wait. So, but um, last throw, you know, when we beat the Rams, um, the one thing we talked about was the Packers getting off to a quick start, which they did. So I think they must have listened to Packer preview, no doubt. And they got off to the quick start. I mean, the game could have been over even earlier. I mean, the one thing we did good was we got points off turnovers, and granted, it was only a touchdown and two field goals, but. I mean, those 
two field goals turned into touchdowns. That game's over even earlier than it was. And the other thing that I liked was how we did later in the game, how we ran the ball in the cold weather. And I think later on this season, when it gets to the cold weather, that's going to that's gonna help us. Yeah, no question at all. I appreciate the call, Dave. Enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, turnovers, something Green Bay has been really good at this season. They're plus nine. The Bears are minus eight. Uh, Packers are undefeated this year when they get at least one takeaway in a game. Nine and zero. Oh. So take the ball again once tonight. Take the ball away once tonight, and uh, the Packers should be in good shape. And you know that, that's what rookie quarterbacks do: is they take chances, they make mistakes, and certainly expect the Bears to hand the ball to Green Bay a couple of times tonight. And uh, Packers uh, D has forced multiple takeaways now in six consecutive regular season games at home. Um, that's the longest streak since the 08-09 seasons at Lambeau. Multiple takeaways at home in six straight games. We saw in the last game against the Rams, and I'd be surprised if we don't see multiple takeaways tonight against a Chicago Bears team that um, is going to take some chances. They have to. You know, they're almost two touchdown underdogs. They're playing in prime time. They want to put their best foot forward. And I, I do think Chicago is going to be competitive in this game. I don't, I'm not expecting 31 uh, 7. I'm not expecting a blowout of epic proportions. I, I don't think we're going to be sweating it, but um, it feels like a 10 11 point win for me. You know, just like the last game was 24 14. This feels like 27 16, something like that. Um, you know, Fields gives them hope and gives them an opportunity because you have to respect his ability to throw the ball deep, to run what he needs to, uh, to extend plays. Um, so, you know, I expect Chicago to, th- this is sort of their Super Bowl, right? This is their last chance to show the nation, all right, you know, we're 4-8 we're and eight and we're terrible, but we think we found our guy, and we're going to show you that, you know, he's going to like playing here over the next, you know, 10, 11 years. Uh, Al, i got about a minute. I appreciate you holding. What you got? Hey, Sinekin, uh real quick for those uh, younger people who don't understand why we hate the Bears so much, they pounded us 62-7 to once. The hatred never stops. <laughs> uh, moving forward, uh, the Packers can't sleep on this game, man. The Bears would love nothing better than to just beat us. And let's be honest, Fields is, a, is an X factor that can really throw a wrench in, into our works. And our defense, it's been good, but there's been moments where we're clutching our chest saying, oh, please stop the run. So I think they win, but it's not going to be that easy, and we can't sleep on this team. Moving forward, uh, once again, we have to pay, pray to the Patriots St. Packer preview, Grandma Dorothy. You take care. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Al. appreciate that. I agree. You know, I don't think it's a cakewalk, but ultimately, look at your calendar. It's 12-12. Is Aaron Rodgers not going to shine on 12-12 against the team that he admits that he owns? No. Rodgers gets this done. I'm going to call it Pack 27 Bears 16, Um, you know, maybe it's not as close as it feels, but I think the Bears show up tonight, and let's just, you know, let's take care of business. Let's not look ahead to the Ravens. That's our toughest one left next week. Let's just take care of the hated Bears, get to 10-3, and and go about our business. Enjoy the game tonight, Packer fans. We'll talk to you again next Sunday. Until then, as always, 